Welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from OLA. We believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, and the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Library Land loves a lot. Welcome to episode one of our second season, Library Land. On today's pod, I am very excited to welcome and introduce you to Diana Malashevsky. Diana is a teacher librarian with the Toronto District School Board, and she is an extremely active and dedicated member of the OLA family. She recently stepped down as editor-in-chief of the OLA publication Teaching Librarian, a title she held for over a decade, I believe since 2006. She's also a contributing editor to our online publication, Open Shelf, and has been a member of the OLA division, OSLA, which is our division for school libraries. Most recently, she is a co-planner on the OLA Superconference team, where she's been working hard to pull together the school libraries program for that conference. I was thrilled to get to talk with Diana for today's pod, the first episode that we are releasing in September, because she is serving us some excellent back-to-school tips for libraries. I think you're going to like this one, and I think you're going to love Diana as much as I do. Her enthusiasm is infectious. And welcome to Diana Malashevsky. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on Library Land Loves. Well, we're very happy to have you on this very special back to school week episode. Yes, that's right. Um, Are you excited to get back into the school? I am. It's a hard transition back, but I also realize that um, we in the uh, field of education are really fortunate. And I will never complain about, oh, I've only had two months. Thank because, you for not doing that. Yeah, because I don't want people to hate me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but so uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about where you are, what school you're at, and sure. how long you've been there. So uh, I am a teacher librarian uh, with the Toronto District School Board, and my home base for the past 13 years is Agnes McPhail Public School in the northeast area of Toronto. Beautiful. All right, so for our back-to-school episode, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the five things that... Um, uh, I uh, like to do at the beginning of the school year that I should probably do throughout the whole school year. Right. So five practices that uh, that we oftentimes focus on okay. at the beginning of September, um, but are actually good for the whole year. Right. Five things that will get you a gold star in a school library. Yeah. Yeah. You love gold stars. I know this. Well, I um, the kids are often the ones that are using the gold stars right, and, and right. in the maker space and okay. stuff like that. So, <laughs> all right. So we're starting off with number five. Okay. Um, oh right, right. Five because we count backwards. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. So the first one is to connect and to reconnect with people. Okay. Um, and because when you've been away for two months. Uh, what are some of the things that you do? Mm-hmm. You come in, how are you? How are you doing? How was your summer? And talking um, to them on a personal level. Um, and sometimes in October, November, the rest of the school year, you even forget to say hi. It's like, okay, so we've got this meeting right, coming right, up. Right, right. So um, being able to actually focus on on people and their personal lives to talk. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds goofy. Um, to talk and to listen. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, um, there are a couple of caveats 
that, um, and I've got to um, thank uh, Jiwon from TDSB. He's an instructional leader, and he made a really good point. And he said that when you're doing these sort of, you know, back to school, how was your summer? Don't focus on things like the trips. Where did you go? Right. Because for some of the students, yeah. they don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then how bad does that right. make go, you where feel? Where'd you go in your mind palace kind of thing? <laughs> can, we, can we reframe that? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was saying about maybe focus on things like, um, or one of my favorite things to do is um, describe your summer vacation in one word. Ooh. And oftentimes what I find the students do is they, they use feeling words. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives you a little bit of a sense of how that two-month hiatus from school was. Right. Um, but to, you know, be, don't be classist. Mm-hmm. Classist? Did yeah. I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be classist and focus more about, you know, what was an experience that you had during the summer mm-hmm. that was really memorable as opposed to, you know, where did you travel to? Right. Do you try to talk to them about what books they read over the summer? Yes. Yes. I totally <laughs> talk about what books Note to like, self, is that an issue or do you try to do not to pressure them in that way? Oh my gosh, Michelle, I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been a school librarian for like 22 years. And have I thought about what books that they read over the summer as a question? Total embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would imagine, I would hope that some of them have read something. That's right. This is a very good learning conversation right now <laughs> that Michelle and I are having. I'm happy to help. So one of the questions then is, yeah, like, what have you read over sure, the summer? Yeah, yeah. And Great. it's okay if maybe you haven't. Right. Um, another thing, too, is learning names. Yes. So, I can't even imagine how people do that. I'm always in awe that you can remember the names of all the time. I'm, I'm in awe when my kid goes to camp and the counselor remembers all of their names after a day or something. But it's so important. Absolutely. It's really yeah. important that, so, and to say the name correctly. Yes, and not to make a big deal if you can't say it. Yeah, well, and you need to learn how to say it. Yeah. We need to, we don't say that, oh, that's a really long, like, I know, my last name is Malashevsky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty tolerant and understanding when people mispronounce it, especially if they're getting to know me. Mm-hmm. But I really try hard not to do that with my students. Uh, But at the same time, um, I try to tell our kids when we're learning names, um, I work in a school with a high Asian population, Mm -hmm. and we tell them, you don't have to change your name. You don't have to have an English name for school. We can learn how to say it. Um, So that connecting and reconnecting uh, is important in terms of learning their names and making sure that the library and the school is a welcoming place and a safe space. Mm -hmm. Great. And so kind of creating that that culture, and we have to do it by by connecting. Relationships. Which I think leads into number four. Pay attention to the room. In September, and I don't know, for those of you who are on social media, Pinterest, or Twitter, (laughs) or Facebook, you see all these beautiful pictures of, and I've spent eight hours redesigning my room. The books are in a rainbow. Yes, and they have these beautiful displays, like bulletin boards that are, are, you know, so shiny and fresh and and have such great uplifting messages yeah. and then by the time winter and spring comes around it's like the did i have i changed that bulletin board we kind of suck apples <laughs> in this in september i try really hard to keep it tidy um we need to continue to try and keep it tidy and and 
to also think about what messages this room is giving mm-hmm. in terms of accessibility, mm-hmm. in terms of resources. In fact, you told me um, about uh, a student panel that yes. you attended when mm-hmm. you were at ALA, the yeah, American I, Library Association. I went to a panel that was led by, uh, the students weren't there, it was like a video presentation, but it was all, uh, there was no white students, it was all students of color, and they were talking about um, their experiences in libraries and what made a library more welcoming and inviting to them. And one of the things that they mentioned were the presence of book covers that showed their faces, that showed non-white faces, that showed you know kids in wheelchairs, kids in different situations. But not just that, that showed them smiling. So that, mm. that they're not showing them, you know, in strife or like slavery uh-huh. or terrible, you know, books about crime or something. Mm-hmm. It's them in romantic relationships, having friendships, playing sports, like, you know, all of the things that I think as white people we often take for granted when mm-hmm. we look at books. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I just thought that was a fascinating um, angle that I would have never thought about before of when So and actually putting you said even actually putting the books Face cover out. out. Yeah. So it's not just the spines. Yeah. And that's the thing that oftentimes we'll pay attention to those little details in September mm-hmm. and then the rest of the year just comes like a big old wrecking ball and it over or a avalanche and you forget that yeah. and I want to make sure that I try to remember that so I know I always make this vow this year I'm going to be more organized and tidy it's good to have resolutions Diana yeah and it's okay when they get broken sometimes too um but yeah so paying attention to the room in terms of accessibility and the resources yep. and um and that kind of stuff cool yeah. Great, number three. Uh, so speaking of resources and speaking of books, mm-hmm. um, I know this sounds a little bit weird for a school library, but one of the things that happens a lot in September and doesn't always happen throughout the whole year, um, taking time to read. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are a profession that gets paid to read all day. So, so <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird thing to myth, say. Myth, myth, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> My gosh, Michelle did fake news. Yeah, I think, I feel like, so many of us in this profession are like, oh, when can I read a book? And the funny thing is that that's, yeah, the, the perception is that, oh, it must be so nice to be a school librarian. Yeah, you just read books all day. You just read books to children. I don't know whose voice that is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the funny thing is that once you're helping teachers and you're collaborating with them and you've got curriculum expectations or you're doing prep coverage, that sometimes the read aloud gets put aside for, you know, helping kids understand the online databases Mm -hmm. and their research inquiry projects. And um, yeah, so taking the time to do the good read alouds. Yeah, that's great. All right. Number two. Yes, number two is um, recording and sharing, Mm -hmm. um, preserving some of these things. So and I know that there is a pattern for people to do those first day of school pictures. The parents will do that. They have the kid holding the 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 little chalkboard and everybody looks all great. Although, heads up, we have to be a little bit cautious about how we share those first day of school pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a really good article in the Chicago Tribune recently about... um, you know, make sure that you're not putting too much information. Mm-hmm. Make sure that if you're going to put it on Facebook, that it doesn't go to your everybody feed, right. but maybe just your friends list. Yeah. Uh, you know, and be careful about oversharing mm-hmm. um, because y- this is your child's 
digital footprint, digital tattoo yeah. that you're talking about here. Absolutely. Um, That's a great point. So, um, but having said that, um, taking pictures and recording and capturing somehow what you did in those early days is important in the early days and throughout the year because then you can look back in June and think, wow, we did all that? Or, oh my goodness, look how much you've grown in September. Yeah. You look so small and now look at you. You're a giant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because oftentimes we're in the middle of it, we don't see the progress. Yeah. But by taking pictures or video or recording and preserving it somehow mm-hmm. um, and then sharing it, sharing it with the students, um, but once again, with the caveat, be careful about how and where yeah. you share it. Yeah, I think that you and, and TLs uh, in this province for sure do such a great job at sharing and pumping each other up and boosting what each other are doing. And it's such a great, and, and you know, a lot of uh, sectors in library land do this, but it's a really great way for people to get quick ideas of different things they can do in their library. It's great recognition for you in your library. That's right. And, you know, I think it's just really helps to build that community and, and, and just improve it. One of my favorite phrases uh, came from a friend of mine whose name I, of course, am blanking on, Lisa, uh, over in Alberta. And she said, your ordinary is somebody's extraordinary. And okay. so share it, even though it's sort of like, oh, this is just, you know, we just did this little activity thing here. But for somebody, it might just be, wow, mind-blowing. That's great. So, Yeah. I'm going to write that on a chalkboard and put it up above the door of my library. (laughs) My ordinary is someone's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. And now, number one with a bullet. Number one. The number one thing that we do often in September that we don't always do during the school year, throughout the school year in libraries, is play. Have fun. We oftentimes will do these really cool energizers. Um, I'm a tribes facilitator. Mm -hmm. And um, tribes facilitators actually memorize what tribes is so that we can explain it. So tribes is a process that creates the culture that maximizes learning and human development. Okay. Um, And uh, it's not a program, but it is sort of a way of thinking in in education um, Hmm. built on the four sort of pillars of the four agreements, Mm -hmm. um, mutual respect, attentive listening, participation with the right to pass, and appreciation with no put-downs. And um, Tribes has a lot of these energizers or activities that they do to help with um, building um, inclusion and building community. And so I play a lot of these in September, and I need to remember to, like, continue to play them throughout the year, uh, to have community circle, to use koosh balls, to uh, set out you know, loose parts and watch what the kids do. And you'd be surprised. So I have a huge collection from my own kids because they are the only grandchildren on both sides of the family. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of toys. Mm -hmm. Um, So I took my entire Fisher-Price collection to school. Do you know that kids beyond kindergarten love playing with (laughs) Fisher-Price? Love it. So you leave it out at recess and they come in and they just gravitate it and do all sorts of neat things Hmm. and playing is learning like that's what our our early years Mm -hmm. folks and and people in kindergarten already know and we just need a little reminder that playing is you know fun learning absolutely 
That's great. So I hope you get a chance to play a little bit too, Michelle. I hope I do as well. I'm sure I will. I have some Fisher Price in my office under <gasps> my desk yeah. for every day. Okay. <laughs> or Play-Doh. I just, I also, I, I am one of those basic ladies who likes a good coloring book. Yeah. I love a coloring book and some Sharpies. And that's so good for our mental health, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To be able to just, it's self-regulation. Absolutely. Just, yeah. I'm also starting a, a ukulele jam here at OLA, so if you ever want to come by and uh, jam awesome. it out. Awesome. <laughs> Let me know. But I think I'm also going to get you some Crazy Aaron's Thinking Putty. Oh, okay. Okay, because it's, it's neat. It sounds crazy and amazing. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> <sighs> All right, well. Thank you so much, Diana, once again, for coming in, talking to us about the first day of school and beyond. Uh, We are very appreciative of the work that you do, building those brains, building those young readers. And, you know, I just feel like you're just building great humans. Oh, thanks. I hope that's that's the goal. We should really say that. I don't know if it's on your business card, but I would highly suggest Diana Malaszewski, builder of great humans, be on there. Nice. Can we just make that a okay, I'll work on that. That'd be great. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle.